Hey, hey, this week we're talking about what pace and rhythms your family keeps. How fast is too fast? How slow is too slow? And why David is self-conscious about his hiney. Welcome to the Grown Up With Kids podcast. Hey, David. Hey, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Great. I'm always glad to be with you. Yeah. Talking. 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 Late at about night. About feelings. It is a little later than we would have liked. Yeah. Uh, our kids watched, never go to bed. It's fine. No. We watched Aladdin. That was fun. Yes. The I n- love the it. The new live action Aladdin. Yeah. I didn't think I would like it and I did enjoy you it. You laughed out loud at a few parts. There were a few funny parts. It yep. was the great. The jam part. Yam jam. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah. What else did you do this week? We watched a really weird movie last night, by the way. Whoa. Haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Lots of twists and turns. You think I'm a twin? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So tell them the movie. Uh, A simple favor. I'll tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) It's called A Simple Favor. Yep. That's right. (laughs) It's great. It was really, really interesting. Lots of twists and turns. Yeah. But um, cute, still like campy and funny. Yeah, yeah. Cute's not the word I'd use, but yeah, I guess it's it it's camp- a little dark, camp- dark cute. Yeah. Anyway, we did other things other than watch movies. I went to Nashville, yep. and I feel like I should have some stories from Nashville. Do you? Not really. Any fights on a plane? No. I went out with some coworkers of mine one evening, and we ended up at a bar on Broadway, which I guess is the main strip in Nashville. I don't really know my Nashville geography. <laughs> um, and that was kind of entertaining. One of my colleagues uh, got like sort of hit on by this girl there who just asked him to dance. Oh, that's and they funny. danced. It was pretty entertaining. Was it really your colleague or was it you? It was definitely not me. My colleague, I have quote unquote. I've never been picked up at a bar. Well, there was that gay, gay bar one time, right? Oh, yeah. I did. No, he didn't <laughs> pick me up. I did have a guy tell me I had a nice butt, though. <laughs> And I felt like that was quite a compliment. And didn't you recently tell me that you feel like your butt's sagging? Didn't want to talk about that, but yeah, I did say that, Rach. Thanks. <laughs> well, we're just killing it right now. It is late. I'm feeling a little punchy. <laughs> You've had a long week because I was gone for three days. Yeah, it was a long week. And um, it was one of our son's birthdays. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, that was really fun, but you were gone for the birthday, so we celebrated early. But then for like the real birthday, I felt like I had to do something fancy and fun. You have this is like a broader uh, issue is not the right word, but a broader theme, yeah. Which is you feel a lot of pressure for our kids' birthdays to go really well. Yeah, and that's probably a nor- like a common thing. I think a lot of moms and maybe dads uh, feel that where they really want birthdays to be special or memorable. Well, okay. So I think that there's an epidemic, which we should do another podcast on Mm -hmm. which like I frequently feel afraid that someday our kids are going to be in counseling and they'll be like, at my 11th birthday, my mom didn't do anything for me. You know, like, Mm -hmm. or you fill in the blank. There's like this fear-based. Do you have bad memories of your birthdays? Any no, I don't think so. I have almost exclusively good memories of my childhood birthdays. And the negative one that I remember had nothing to do with my parents. It had to do with the fact that my favorite record 
if you're under 30, a record is what we used to listen <laughs> to music with, on, um, melted in the sun. Oh, no. Because we left it outside in the backyard, and it got too hot, and it melted so it wouldn't play. Guess what the album was? Bruce Springsteen. No. Led Zeppelin. Younger. I was much younger. Uh, it, was, um, it was a country, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, I don't know if the album was called I Love a Rainy Night, but that was my favorite song on there was <laughs> Out of the Chipmunks singing I Love a Rainy Night. That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, but all my other memories are pretty good. Yeah. I don't and think it has a lot to, to like stem from. Yeah. But other than I feel, feel this way, not only with birthdays, but just a lot of pressure in general. Like I think one of the things that I realized. Around celebrations or. Celebrations or just like letting our kids feel special. Like. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like at the end of the week, like today we were talking, it's a Saturday. And so we were talking about like, what, what should we do? Like, should we go do like go for a walk? Should we go to the pool? Should we go like, what should we do? And you're like, let's do manual labor. Yes. I was like, let's work in the yard. (laughs) I just felt like I just spent a week catering to everyone's needs and there was like gratitude was missing. And I felt like a sellout, you know, like I, and I just felt like. I am bending over backwards and operating out of fear and not my strength. Like, I think that's what it came down to, which is where the other podcast comes in. Yeah. So just real quickly, not the, you don't need to get into the specifics of what you did, you guys did, but what, where did you operate out of fear? What did you do okay, when so you're operating out of fear? I am afraid because I have all boys, I'm afraid that I will never connect with them because I don't really oh. like doing the things that they do all the time. I like some of the stuff. Like I think going to games is fun, you know, and like watching them play. And I like, um, I like playing outside and jumping on the trampoline, but like the way that they play is different than how I play. And it's harder for me to stay engaged because it's not that much fun for me. Yeah. Um, and so my fear is that they feel that, um, and, that they would feel lonely or they would feel traumatized or whatever, fill in the blank. And so I overcompensate and I'm like, okay, guys, let's go scooter on the belt line and let's go to the pool and let's get ice cream. Let's get mm-hmm. pizza. Let's get blah, blah, blah. like, I'm like a cruise director because I am overcompensating for my fear, which I hate about myself. Well, I totally then, hate it. And then you feel uh, angry or just they, they become sort of entitled, yeah, like, like mini entitlement and they become, um, and not very grateful. Yeah. Like they become entitled. I feel like we're not doing anything I really want to do. We're not accomplishing anything. Um, that was the interesting thing that came up today. I, I don't know how I didn't, re- I mean, we've been married 15 and a half years <laughs> and I know you like to get things done. And I also know that I tend to be lazy, uh, when it comes to things around the house or physical labor. Um, especially yard work. Like some people find yard work really um, like calming or enjoyable. And yeah. I've never felt that. Although, so we, we had this conversation today and you're like, I really want to accomplish something together as a family. I think that would be good. That would give you a sense of meaning and purpose for the weekend. Yeah. And so we came up with two or three projects to do in the yard and kind of split up. We were all out in the yard together, but we were doing different things. So two of us were digging holes, two of us were weeding and one of us was blowing and mowing. Um, and I will say at when we finished, I felt a ton of accomplishment and a ton of like, Oh, today was not a total just waste of time. Yeah. So you were right. And I wish, 
uh, I'm sure we had this conversation like 10 years ago or something at some point in our lives. And I just, it, it just it was not, it has not been front and center that that is something that's important to you and probably something that's really, really good for our kids. Yeah. And for me, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I literally like enjoy getting things done. It makes me feel a ton of satisfaction. Um, I'm not good at resting and like sitting still for long periods of time. When people say sit still and think, I have no idea what that feels like. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I'm always, if I'm thinking, I'm thinking about all the things that I want to be doing. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Like you'd rather be out doing yard work or yeah. like cleaning out a closet or organizing a room or something? Totally. Totally. I just keep thinking, or I think about like how to build onto our house, how to like, how to garden or what plants are going to fit where, like it just never stops. I think that's personality type. Like, yeah, I think that's personality type. Anyway, I think it feeds into, um, today's topic mm-hmm. mostly because like, I, like that pace, like I like getting things done, but often like we need to reevaluate and and decide what our balance is and, and what that looks like. Because sometimes we're doing so much. And to be honest, like the so much that we're doing sometimes just feels like we are catering to our kids every whim. Mm -hmm. Like I want to play soccer. Okay. Sign you up. I want to play basketball. Okay. Sign you up. I want to play piano. Okay. Sign you up. And then what happens at the end of the day with three kids is that we are just like living in our minivan and we're going all over kingdom come to get them to the things that they want to be doing. Um, and I think it sucks life for me cause it doesn't feel like a lot of accomplishment, but it also, I think, I think it's, it, it also is not necessarily life giving all the time for our kids. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, I think that's right. I think there's this balance or this challenge to, um, keep our kids engaged. Um, not engaged isn't the right word to give our kids challenge and opportunities to explore things and expand their horizons and so all the things you just mentioned all sound good. Soccer is good. Basketball is good. Piano is good. The number of other things they want to do or do actually do are all really interesting. I do think that when the whole life of the family revolves around getting to and from activities, that the family gets lost, even though everyone in the family is doing activities, the sense of cohesiveness and the sense of purpose and the sense of communal purpose of us going somewhere together gets lost. So um, we want to talk about pace and rhythm, which are, are kind of two different things that are related. And I think that often the conversation is, you know, we're too busy, our pace is too fast, so we just need to slow down, or we just want to get all this stuff done, so we're always going to have a fast pace. But I do think that there is a discussion around not just how busy are we, um, but also the rhythm of our week and how what are our ebbs and flows of the given day and how much time and energy do we have for each other right. and for common good as opposed to I go to work and the kids go to school 
and then they go to soccer and then I go to this meeting and you go to that meeting and then we're all running kind of our own races. I do think there's something to be said about moving forward together. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so I totally agree. what are your thoughts on balance and whether that's a real goal to have um, and how our life looks in terms of being busy and then being quieter and being busy. Do you feel like we're always busy and too busy? Do you feel like we have good seasons? Do you feel? Yeah, I think I feel like our family ebbs and flows. Like sometimes we're like super busy and frenetic and then other times it's pretty mundane and boring. And those are the moments where I'm like, we should do more. Like we could, we have a higher capacity. Um, but that is a really, I think, a from what I understand from my friends as well is that's a really normal family life is like activities pick up and then they slow down and then they pick up and they slow down and school, like Mm -hmm. the school year cycles through like that. Um, when you have a baby that first year cycles through like that, like you think, Oh my gosh, things are going really well. The child is sleeping and then they teeth. And so then it picks up again and you're exhausted and then they have their teeth and you go to sleep again and then they eat solid foods and they're, tummies are upset or whatever like it it's kind of the nature of raising kids um but that took me several years to acknowledge and say oh this is okay and this busy season or this sleepless season or this breastfeeding season it will pass it it's a long road we're on Mm -hmm. yeah and we're sort of at a stage now where a lot of people get where our busyness is sort of self-inflicted as opposed to you have a baby and they're teething or right. they're, you know, they get ear infections and aren't sleeping and those sort of things that would make life feel really hectic, um, and challenging that feel a little bit outside of your control. Um, yeah. and now it's a function of how many things do we sign up for and what are those things and, do we put limits on what our kids can and can't do and when they can and can't do them um, in order to sort of protect our time, protect their time, maybe even give them some room to be bored here and there and and try to learn how to live in that. Yes. I'm a really big believer in boredom. I don't love it on the front end because the kids are whiny and moany, but um, I really, I like, I like it when they're bored. So um what I was thinking about earlier, like some things um, from the front end of this episode, thinking about like um, how much is too much and some good indicators are um, looking at your kid's sleep and looking at your own sleep. Like, are you sleeping enough or are your kids sleeping enough? Um, are they drinking enough water? You know, I believe water fixes everything. Um, <laughs> I really believe it. I swear it's going to be proven, but um, but watching your kids, like, is their pee super yellow? Cause if it is, they're probably not slowing down long enough to drink enough water in their day. So watching that, um, are they eating consistent meals at roughly the same time every day? Like these are like some basic life skills. And for us, and this is not everyone's rhythm, but eating meals together. Right. So when we go weeks where there are some weeks where it feels or actually is full every evening there's something going on I'm going somewhere you're going somewhere a kid's going somewhere and we might go for five nights in a row without actually sitting down at our table all five of us at the same time eating dinner and when that happens uh it's not 
the end of the world. But if we don't stop and say, okay, we need to tomorrow night sit together and have dinner yeah. and, and talk um, and really be together, we, we start to feel like we're spinning out of control. And I, and I think our kids sense that and, and feel a loss of connection. Yeah, and to be true? honest, like I think that as your family gets older, it gets worse. Like kids are just going in a million different directions. One thing that I recently realized, well, a couple things. First of all, um, like th- take this with a grain of salt. So, <laughs> so if your child is like an amazing pianist and they should be doing piano lessons five days a week, like because you see that they are amazing and they could make a career out of piano playing, then it makes sense, especially in those elementary years, like put them in piano lessons. What I've realized, though, is that um, I wish I would have reserved some of my energy for middle school. Like the, the energy I spent on like grinding up my own organic food, like trying to make sure our kids were exposed to music and a diverse like mm-hmm. a, a diversity of activities. Like when they got to middle school, what I realized was, uh, or I am realizing, is that they are picking their own things that they enjoy, um, and they're able to get to their own things that they enjoy for the most part. I mean, we live in a um, in a city, so it makes sense. But um, they're making choices on their own. So I wish I would have spent less energy in elementary school doing all of the activities and all the things. So can you be more... Specific, like what would you have not done? A great example. Um, Swimming lessons when my child was, how old was he? Two, (laughs) not even, he was 18 months. Super great. But what they did in swimming lessons was taught him how to blow bubbles in the water. But if you blow bubbles in the water, you're going to sink. Like you're going to run out of air, you know, like, (laughs) so things that I wasted my time on other things. Like I think that music classes are super great but when our oldest was 10 months old we'd go to music classes super fun don't get me wrong yeah but like i think it was beneficial um for bonding and being together but we really could have bought some maracas and a tambourine and had music time at home with a couple neighbors you know like Those are the kinds of things where I wish I didn't run my wheels as much when they were younger. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, It is interesting as we start to spread across elementary and middle school because they are at different kind of interest levels and different capabilities. And it's sort of fun to have older kids who are starting to make their own decisions and push for things they really want to do and drop things that maybe they did because their friends have done it or we just started them when they were four. And so they just have always done some sport. Um, But it is an interesting transition. Yeah, absolutely. I wish that I would have just relaxed and just like done one activity here or there, kind of like what we're going to talk about in a minute. So you talked about this a little bit when you were talking about your week. How do you separate, um, because I wrestle with this, whether we're being or you are being lazy or unwilling to to do something that the kids really want to do versus, you know, having wisdom to say, no, we're not going to do something for this season or we're going to cut it back on it. Or maybe the opposite, which is doing things because we feel guilty or feel bad, would feel bad if they missed out on something. 
Man, I wrestle with that. I hardly even know like an answer because I feel like it's so, it's also really situational. Like I think um, one of the things that I've noticed is as our kids get older, like we don't just, it's important for them to not only think about what they want, but also start to consider um, others. And the best practice ground for that is the family. Um, And so trying to think through like, okay, what is the end goal? So is my child going to be a professional ballerina? Do we need to be doing ballet three times a week at dinner time? Like, does that make sense? And that they might be a professional ballerina. Maybe you don't, maybe that's not feasible to see in third grade. And so like, that's a situation where I would say a third grader doing three or four nights of ballet, um, may not be a good fit for the family as a whole. And then as they get older, um, the character building of that is an incredible opportunity to sit down and say, Hey, what do you think is good for the family? Like we're all thinking Mm -hmm. as a family and we're all making these decisions. Like, does it make sense for the whole family? And will the family have an opportunity to go to all of your recitals and to cheer you on? Because we really want to do that for you. Um, so you're obviously doing a couple things. Like you're, one, teaching them how to pull back and say, this may not be something that I really want to do long term. But you're also teaching them um, how to think of others and to start self-regulating, like to trust themselves in the context of a really safe environment. Yeah. Um, and I think that starts really, really young um, with like, I think in like kindergarten, like five ages five and six, you start talking with your kids a little bit. Like you've spent the first five years being like, yes, no, yes, no, right? Like pretty clear lines. And then once they get to age five and six, you start saying, let me train you how to start thinking for yourself. Like, do you, what do you think about this decision? How do you, how does this make you feel? How do you think that it makes your family feel? And then when, by the time they get to the end of elementary school, I think that they are well equipped to say, oh, this doesn't make sense for the whole family. And then you start dealing with their disappointment and you start entering into that because you've already taught them how to Mm self-regulate. Does that make sense? It does. I and, think. And I think we actually had the opposite, which is we had one of our children say, I would like to a more rigorous opportunity at soccer this yes. fall. And so we had to process through that. And I think both of our first reactions were like, oh, man, it's been so easy. They all have been playing at the same place, same times. Yes. And so it felt... Um, Scary might be the right word. I don't know. Just like that it might be overwhelming. Um, but being able to process through that we're tailoring these for each child. We're all trying to think about the family. But part of that is, um, you know, individuals getting the opportunity to do the things they want to do. Um, and so we've actually ramped up the intensity of sports this fall. Um, in some ways because, so we have one kid who's playing more aggressive or whatever you want to call it, more committed soccer league. Yeah. We have one kid who is refing and that's actually more because he does multiple games on Saturday. Right. And then we have a a third who is playing, um, in kind of the, the old league we've been in. So it's been interesting to navigate that, but also for all three of them to kind of balance that out and to sort of be supportive of each other. Right. So we end up. Um, all kind of converging 
when our third child is playing soccer and finishing up, which yeah. is good. And I think that's something we've tried to do is to to have enough space in our schedules where not just one or both of us are cheering on the kids, but that we as a family can cheer each other on. Um, And that's actually been the cost. So our son who's doing the more intense soccer, we have to travel a little bit more. And so his brothers don't watch him. Um, Mm -hmm. One of us goes to the games. I don't know that that's a huge cost to him because he's getting older and probably doesn't care that much. Um, But then he still ends up being asked as a brother to go attend the games that his other brother is playing. Right. So um, that's some of the balance and kind of, like you said, the thinking and talking about each other. The answer isn't always, hey, think about everyone else and give up what you want. In this case, it was think about everybody else. Let's figure out what you really want to do and let's give it a shot. But just know that there are pros and cons and there are costs and benefits to everything that you decide to do. And I think that like a phrase that I frequently use is we don't fight for fair. We fight to love each other well. Mm -hmm. And so like it may not be fair that you have to go to your brother's game and nobody went to yours, but we actually don't fight for fair. We fight for how we choose to love each other well. Yep. And I think one thing that's worked for us, we've, we haven't done it maybe in a couple of years, but is to take kind of almost sabbaticals from commitments. Yes. So there was one fall, they were a little bit younger. And so we were, <laughs> they probably didn't even remember it was time to sign up, but we just didn't sign anyone up for a sport one fall. Yes. And we just had every Saturday morning to ourselves <laughs> as a family. It was amazing. It was wonderful. And, you know, there might come a time in the next year or two where we do a similar thing where we either do nothing or we kind of just cut back or everyone has to take a season off, maybe not at the same time, but just to really give ourselves a break as a family and to give individuals a break, I think is good. And And I think one of the, sorry, I I think one of the things that came out of that is for us to recognize nobody ever says in the fall of 2000 blankety blank, I, I, they didn't let me do X, Y, or Z. Right. So like while engaging your kids in activities is important, um, and good in the grand scheme of things, um, we don't need to operate out of fear of being blamed or we're not tormenting our child if they don't get to do all of the activities and all right. the things. That's right. okay. They've or never take gone a back season to off. Yeah, where we just say this is probably good for our family. Yeah. Let's take a minute. So um, we're coming up near the end of our time. One other thing that I th- has worked well for us this fall that's relatively new is to find um, some space in the commitment. So in this case, we have one child who has long practices in the evening, a couple nights a week. <laughs> like late evenings on Wednesdays and Fridays. And By I, the way, if you're signing up and have a choice about your practices, do not mark that you are available on Friday nights. Yeah. That's it's it. It's sort of a bummer, but it's turned out to be you go every time. Yep. And it's kind of your break to go. You drop them off and you have an hour ish hour 15 by yourself and so sometimes you do work sometimes you read sometimes you probably putz around yep um but it's just your time and it's also been nice because i'm get to be home and me and the other two just have kind of fun together we end up usually on the trampoline for a while (laughs) (laughs) on the couch recovering um so (laughs) old man yeah (laughs) we just just a Looking for that instead of being like, oh, shoot, we're all split up or you have to go drive 15 minutes to do this thing. It's actually turned out to be kind of a fun um, and nice just break where I'm focusing on two kids that I don't necessarily 
the three of us don't always just hang out because of yeah. how our schedules work. And then you get some time all by yourself. And then- yeah, I think that's a that's a key point is like, how can you flip these activities on their head and use them as tools? So um, like I'm using the time that we're commuting um, as a tool. <laughs> yeah, to get something out of <laughs> Yeah, because Tell me when, something about your day. Yeah, when they're buckled in, they can't go anywhere and they don't have to look you in the face. They'll tell you a lot more. Yeah. Um, so... Using those opportunities is important. I also think I need a better vehicle if I'm going to be in it that much. Oh, do you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Maybe just a vehicle that doesn't smell so poorly. I don't know that that's possible at this point in our life. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's got pretty bad. Yeah. It's got pretty bad. Um, At some point, we should do like a a minivan um, episode where we discuss the best minivans. Because uh, our we minivan. not our minivan, no. But I mean, like, there's so many choices, and I'm thinking we're probably going to have to buy another minivan. Ugh. And researching it, I'm like, who's talking about this? No. Is there anyone that that could tell me? Anyway, I, I, I want nothing to do with t- <laughs> researching a minivan. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do the whole episode by myself. There you go. No, I'll talk about it. I just don't want to do the research. All right. So a few things. One. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. You don't have to be as active as other people. I think I'm lower energy than the average bear. So when we're doing less stuff, it works out well. Some of our kids, our kids vary on energy level, so they don't all have to have the same commitments. But the flip side of that is, I think there can be shaming of people who look or feel busy. Like you don't have to feel badly if you're busy, just find ways to have some rest in that, some sabbaticals or some breaks or family dinner. Yeah. Or family dinner once or twice or or three times. Or family breakfast, like figure out a time that you can have a meal together. Yeah. Seek out some time to be together and then you can be as busy as you feel is good for you and your family. Don't let other people tell you that you're, you know, what you're doing isn't right. Unless they're like good friends who really know you and can see, Hey, you guys need a break or it might be good for you to consider. Um, so Uh, Just a really quick note. There's a friend of mine who I really respect who has said, oh, I'm really sorry. I can't go to blank or I can't do whatever because I I need to spend time with my daughter Mm -hmm. um, because she works um, super full time. And um, like I just think that is also part of the equation. We've talked a lot about like the kids giving up activities. We have not talked a lot about us giving up activities like um that in some ways i think that's maybe a whole other episode but um that's also important to recognize where you can stop so that you can be with your family more that's yeah the kids aren't the only problem right we're we're part of the problem yes (laughs) and part of the solution absolutely yeah interesting that's good. Do good we have place a, to stop. Yeah. Do we have a stat of the week? Absolutely, Rachel. Do you want me to sing a song for it? I don't. <sighs> I'm going to sing. Go for it. Stat of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> um, all right. So we were talking about pace. Yes. So um, I did a little... Quickie, quickie research on the Ironman triathlon. Do you know what that is? Yeah, absolutely. What is it? I mean, isn't it when Ironman does a triathlon? (laughs) It's like a (laughs) super long triathlon. I'm kidding. I know. Do you know how far it is? No, I don't. So I believe, uh, I'm sure they like vary. Maybe they don't. I believe it's 2.4 miles of swimming, 
which is, doesn't sound that long, but is a ton of swimming. Yeah, that's a long way. Um, a hundred and twelve mile bike. Wow. And then a full marathon, twenty six point two mile run. Oh my gosh! So that's crazy. the stat of the week for you is: What do you think the world record, the official Ironman world record, is uh, for? Let's start with men, fastest ever. I had I don't even know like where to begin. Six so, hours. Uh, longer than that. Okay, S- a seven. Slightly longer than that. Eight. Less seven than eight. and a half. Pretty close. Seven thirty-five, thirty-nine. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. crazy. Um, Jan Frodeno from Germany. The Germans are very good. Apparently, they they have a lot of records, um, especially with the like the Hawaii Ironman, which is like a specific yes. part of the Ironman. Uh, the female. Uh, record is eight eighteen. That's from a British woman, Chrissy Wellington. Also wow. very fast. So she's about what's that 30, 35, 40 minutes fat, slower than the men. But that's, that's really fast. Really fast. Yeah, um, really fast. I could maybe swim that two miles in eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do it faster than that. What, uh, yeah, what's the furthest you think you've ever swam? No, not far. I don't really... 25 meters? Well, the little <laughs> secret is that I actually don't know how to breathe and swim at the same time. Like, I've never been on a uh, swim team. Oh, like to do your turn your head? Yeah, so I turn yeah. my head, but I still hold my breath, and then I want to breathe. It's awful. Oh, you just... You turn your head and don't breathe? Yeah, so maybe this is a reason that you should put your kids in swim lessons when they're two. <laughs> so they can blow bubbles. <laughs> Because apparently their mother can't teach them anything. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm just not good at it. Like the rhythm of it is hard. Yeah. Anyway, maybe if Makes I had sense. a lesson. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll get okay. you the 18 the month old blow bubbles in the pool <laughs> lesson. But it's been 40 years since I ever thought maybe my parents should have put me in swim lessons. So. Yeah, you're a pretty good swimmer. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> well, with all that, Rachel, thank you so much for working on the farm. Thank you for working on the farm. And we'll talk again soon. See ya. Thank you.